Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Forgive me for being a little later than I normally am. Man, the internet has just been uh, either slow or non-existent today. Uh, I think there's so many people that are uh, sequestered and quarantined away in the midst of this corona situation. We're in, this is March 26, 2020. And I think we're sort of coming closer to the end of this, but who knows? You know, you may be listening to this six months from now and we're still in the midst of it or it's worse. But God knows. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at what the Lord says about these type of situations. And it's quite simple. He says to fear not. Fear not. You see it all through the scripture. And I'm just jumping in some passages where the Lord says fear not to various individuals, uh, various groups of people, and things like that. And I want to look at one today. This is Exodus, the 14th chapter. And this is the, uh, the narrative where the people of Israel are being delivered out of Egypt. And they've got a problem now because they've come up to some water, the Red Sea. It was the Red Sea, not the Reed Sea, by the way. And they didn't know what they're going to do because Pharaoh's armies are behind them. They feel trapped right now. What are we going to do? Listen to what Moses says. Exodus 14, verse 13 says this. But Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, <coughs> which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. That's interesting, isn't it? He's telling them, don't fear this. You're not going to see them again. And those that those group of Jewish people never saw them again, right? We'll never see them again forever. In other words, you're not even going to spend eternity with these guys. Do not fear them. Look what he tells them to do. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord. We saw the same type of thing over in Second Chronicles, which is many, many, many years later, okay? But the same type of thing. The Lord said, go up there, station yourself, Stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. And so that's what the Lord calls us to do. He calls us to stand in faith, not to react in fear. But our tendency is to move in fear, react in fear, get a case of the what, yeah, buts and the whatabouts. Yeah, but what about this? You know, what's going to occur? No, do not fear. Stand by, stand firm in the Lord and watch what he does. Verse 14 continues on. Moses says this, The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. In other words, you don't have to yell and scream. You don't have to cry. <coughs> you don't have to do any this kind of stuff. They were doing that already. He said, The Lord will fight for you. Now, verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Whoa. So here they are. They're trapped with water on this side and the army behind them. And Moses is crying out to the Lord. The people are crying out to the Lord. And the Lord's answer was, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. I'm not too sure that that's not a word for us today, folks. Yes, we cry out to the Lord, but so often we cry out to the Lord in situations where the Lord has already told us what to do. I was just speaking with somebody just a moment ago on the phone, my wife and I were. We were talking about this, uh, that in relationship to healing in the New Covenant, what you see in the New Testament, you never see anywhere where the people are crying out and asking God to heal somebody. What you see is the disciples going forth in the might and power of the Lord Jesus Christ and by His blood, 
and healing people. It simply says, and they healed them. Okay, they healed them. Right here, what does he say? Why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Well, we can't go forward because there is water right there. <laughs> well, God knows that. Verse 16, he tells Moses what to do. The Lord continues to speak. As for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. So God tells him what to do. He says, you get up there. Why are you crying to me? Get with it. Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. How are we going to go forward? You're going to get up there, Moses, and you're going to lift up your staff, and you're going to stretch out your hand over the water, and you're going to divide the sea. And then the sons of Israel will go through that mist. Verse 17, the Lord is continuing to speak. As for me, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. Well, how's that going to happen? Well, you know what the story is. They're going to fall along and the Lord is going to drown them. And they're literally going to become a sacrifice unto the Lord. Verse 18. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I am honored through Pharaoh, through his chariots and his horsemen. <laughs> so he's calling it honored. They're literally going to be given as a sacrifice. Verse 19. The angel of God, who had been moving before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. And there was the cloud along with the darkness, yet it gave light at night. Thus the one did not come near the other all night. Verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land so the waters were divided. You know, I don't know exactly how that happens. You know, when you watch the movies, Cecil beat a mill and all this kind of stuff, it's like Moses raises his hand up and the wind starts blowing. And in our mind, we've probably been taught that the wind blew all night and divided it. It looks like Moses though, stretched out his hand and it said the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind. He caused it to go back by a strong east wind all night. I have a sneaky suspicion that when Moses raised his hand up, that the sea was parted. And then the strong east wind did what? Yeah, it dried everything out, turned the sea into dry land. So he swept it back somewhat immediately, quickly, and then it was dried out overnight. Verse 22, the sons of Israel went through the midst of the sea on the dry land. And the waters were like a wall to them on the right hand and on their left. Then the Egyptians took up the pursuit, and all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen went in after them into the midst of the sea. At the morning watch, the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians, through the pillar of fire and cloud, and brought the army of the Egyptians into confusion. He caused the chariot wheels to swerve. And he made them drive with difficulty. So the Egyptians said, let us flee from Israel, for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. The Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the fire and the cloud. Boy, that right there preach, folks. There's some elements related to that right there, which we won't get into right now. But he looked through that, and he brought confusion. And he did it by causing the wheels to swerve. I mean, the Lord is actually causing physical things to occur right here, making it difficult to drive to such a degree that the Egyptians knew what it was. 
They knew what was happening. Let me see if I can just read the rest of this. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may come back over the Egyptians, over the chariots and their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal state at daybreak, while the Egyptians were fleeing right into it. Then the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. The water returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen, even Pharaoh's entire army that had gone into the sea after them. Not one of them remained. But the sons of Israel walked on dry land through the midst of the sea, and the waters were like a wall to them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant, Moses. Too bad they didn't do that all the time. <laughs> That's for another time. Here's the bottom line. The Lord says, do not fear, and then watch what he did right here. That's the word to us. Do not fear. What is the Lord doing? I think it's good stuff. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.